Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Empowering Artists podcast. My name is Rebecca. I am your host for this podcast, and I am so excited that you are here today. Uh, Thanks for joining me. I am really excited about today's topic as well, and I feel like, you know, it'll just be a really good episode. So today, I want to continue on with like a segment I do here on the podcast, which is Artist um, Money Mindset. Um, And what I want to talk about specifically today is budgeting and, you know, what a budget is, why it's important, especially for us as artists and those who work with um, and have a fluctuating income. So budgeting, what is a budget? I'm sure you've heard of it at some point in your life. (laughs) Um, A budget is basically a plan. I like to think of it as a plan for my money, where my money is going to go, what my money is going to do, and I just know what's going on with it. Um, I would say one of the things that I really don't like is that when I don't have an idea of how much money I have coming in, how much money I have um, going out, and I just really want to make sure that I have it all together in one spot. So budgets have been done and can be done multiple ways. I've seen budgets be done on like an Excel spreadsheet, Google spreadsheets. I've seen, um, you know, budgets on paper. I personally really like using a spreadsheet. Um, there are lots of like features that come with Excel or Google um, Google Sheets, and I'm not exactly sure what all those features are, but what I love most about Excel, um, and that's what I have my um, budget in, is that it just something about the boxes and the lines and being able to bold things, it just, it really makes sense for my brain. So those are two options you could have for how you want to put your budget together. I know there are also programs out there um, that focus on budgeting specifically and help people budget. There's also, um, I'm pretty sure there are like apps out there that help as well. So there's a whole list of things that can help you um, with your budgeting as how, you know, you want to do it. So for budgeting, um, why? Let's talk about like the why. Why is budgeting important? So budgeting is important because it tells us, you know, what what's happening with our money. I, like I said earlier, I don't really like not knowing what's going on with my money. And I think it's really important that everyone has a good concept and a good grasp on where their hard-earned cash is going. Now, the way that I sort of like break down my budget and I like to sort of view my budget is that, you know, there are... Um, there are different ways to look at it, and um, I would say the most famous, or not famous, but like a really common rule of like breaking down your budget is the 50-30-20 rule. And this rule states that 50% of your income after taxes goes towards living expenses, like your rent, um, transportation costs, food, um, that's groceries, not like eating out, but groceries. And then there is another, so that's the 50%. Then the 30% goes towards wants. So like, you know, things you like to do for fun, lifestyle things, um, like going out to eat, going to like a movie. And then 20% goes towards the savings. So that can be like retirement savings. So maybe in a 401k, in a Roth IRA, or in a traditional Roth account, into a brokerage account, um, stuff like that. So you when you think of it like whole picture, whole pie kind of thing, of your, oh, not 70%, excuse me, 80% of your money is going towards your living expenses and, you know, doing things 
that you enjoy that make life fun, and 20% goes towards saving for your future. And I think a lot of people sort of don't think about saving for their future, not because they don't want to think about it, but because it's just not something like actively in our brains, right? Because, you know, we're paying into our retirement accounts and, you know, retirement is so far away. It's hard to think that far in advance, but it's really important that you're paying yourself, right? So think of the 20%, the savings that you do from month to month, not as like saving money for later, but you're paying yourself, and there's a lot of ways that you can like break down that savings you have. And I feel like that would be a bit too off topic for what I want to talk about as far as budgeting is concerned overall. So we can do um, like another segment talking specifically about how to break down the savings that you have. Um, but yeah, so it's really important that, you know, that 20% that you are paying yourself. And even if, you know, you can't like follow the 50, 30, 20 rule, even putting, you know, like $50 a paycheck um, into savings, like any little amount helps so, so much because these small little changes and these small little things that you're doing over time, that's what's going to have the biggest impact. And that's what's going to, you know, one day you're just going to wake up. And if you've been saving consistently over a certain period of time, you're just going to have this money there that you can use, you know for what you need it for. So that's sort of like the, I feel the important part of budgeting is that, you know, obviously you're paying to live and you're paying to have fun now, but you're also paying and making sure that you have money for later, right? And so the reason why I think it's so important that you do have money for later is because, you know, you just, you never know like what's going to happen. Like, Take myself, for example, um, I have a 401k and I have a Roth IRA and I pay into my Roth. I try to max it out every year. The maximum contribution that I can put into it every year is, I believe, $6,000 right now. And then my 401k, um, I would like to max that out, but it's just like it's it's not possible since um, I get my 401k through an employer that I work part time for. And I don't work enough hours there part-time for me to max out. I think the max for a 401k is $19,500. I don't, like the numbers just don't work. (laughs) So that's the reason why um, I don't max out the 401k. I wish I could, but I do pay into that every month. And then I get an employer match um, of some sort. It's not like a super high match, but it is a match. So as my mom said, it's better than a kick in the butt. Um, So yeah, that's why as far as budgeting and saving is concerned, you know, putting a certain amount to the side for, you know, emergencies for your future. Like that is important because that day is going to come someday and you want to be prepared. Then next up there is the 30%, which is things that, you know, you want or, you know, discretionary spending, you could also call it. And I think that it's important that you have a concrete number for your discretionary spending because that tells you, okay, I have this much money to spend on, you know, sort of whatever I want, or you can break it down however you want. And that's going to help you not feel deprived that you can't do something. So say that you really want to get your nails done every month. And let's say that cost is, I don't know, I haven't gotten my nails done in a while. Let's say that it's like, just like a pedicure and a manicure. I don't know, let's just say for argument's sake, it's $100. If you have, you know, your your hard number 
so the number that you were allowed to spend on discretionary spending in that particular month, then that means that, you know, if the $100 that you're spending on your nails, like maybe it seems, you know, a bit extra to someone else, but if that's important to you, then yeah, absolutely do it. And if it falls within your discretionary spending, then why not, right? Like money is a tool, right? And I want you to think of a budget as a tool as well to help you do the things that you want to do. And that can, that principle can be applied to sort of everything across the board as far as like what you want to do with discretionary spending. Maybe you want to put more money towards eating out. Maybe you want to put more money towards entertainment. It's all up to you and it's personal finance. So it's personal, right? What works for you might not work for someone else, or maybe you don't even like what the other person is doing and that's totally fine. And then we have the 50% using this 50, 30, 20 rule. Um, which is going to be, you know, like your rent, your car payment, if you have a car, um, maybe you pay for a monthly transportation um, ticket, like if you use the train a lot here in the Washington DC area, we have something like that. I know you, I know um, the subway in New York has that. So maybe you're accounting for that and then your groceries. And so the really cool thing about using this 50% is that you know, again, you have that number that is available that you in theory, quote unquote, should be um, aiming towards. Like that's your goal number. And I always find it really exciting that when I use this as a guideline, um, even though it's like the 50, 30, 20 rule, I like to use it more as a guideline because I feel like the 50, 30, 20 rule is more so geared towards people who have a, um, who have like a certain amount of money coming in each month and as artists and i'm sure as you guys know that's not something that we have we have very fluctuating income and i even did a um the first segment of this um of this artist money mindset i did it all on fluctuating income so if you're curious to learn more about that you can check out that episode um but like we artists the money can change from month to month so we don't want to like pigeonhole ourselves into this 50, 30, 20, quote unquote rule when that's maybe not exactly what we have. Some months we might make more money. Some months we might make less money. And that's just sort of how the lifestyle is um, as like a freelancer, um, if you so choose to do that. Or maybe it's a combination. Maybe you have like a steady teaching job and then you also do some other things on the side. So again, personal finance, it's all personal. It's all to what you want to do and how you want to do it. So um, yeah, and I always, so my one of my favorite things in this is like maybe telling the world how nerdy I am about personal finance, but I really love like, you know, I'll figure out what I have for the month to spend in certain areas and then I'll put that number and then anytime I come under that number like by a lot or even by a little if I come under my budget then I'm just it makes me really happy <laughs> um so yeah I think that's a really good way to think of your budget as telling you what numbers that you have for that month and sort of where that leaves you as far as what your spending is like and you know, your budget every month is not going to be perfect. Like my budget every month is not perfect. Um, there may be some months where you can save a little bit more or maybe some months where you have to spend a little bit more because you know, life happens. But like no matter what happens, like it's okay if there's that like push and pull and if there's that change within your budget, as long as you have some numbers 
in your brain, in your mind, on your spreadsheet that work for you, then that's the most important thing. So I think the next question that sort of pops into people's minds is, okay, well, this is what a budget is. How do I make my own budget, especially with a fluctuating income? So this is what I personally like to do um, and sort of how I'd like to tell and advise other people to sort of approach it. So what I do is I think of all of my, um, my income that I'll be bringing in for the next month. So for example, right now I'm recording this in May and I think this is being released on the 31st of May. So that kind of works out. Um, but what I've been doing for the month of June is I think, so like right now it's May and I think to myself, okay, what am I doing in June that I know income is coming in for? And maybe that could be, or I'll just give you an example of like what I have coming in. So I am expecting um, some income from finishing up a online theater camp with a school in this area. I'm expecting the second half of that payment. Um, I'm expecting a um, a payment for some um, training I did for a summer camp that I'll be working. Um, and then I'm also expecting um, some payments for uh, my current job. And um, that job is an hourly position. And so for people who are work hourly positions, you can sort of guess and gauge how much money or how many hours you'll be working, multiply that by what you make, and then sort of estimate what you are going to make from that particular job. So that's sort of how I approach it. I sort of look at everything and I think, okay, like this is, you know, my estimated income for the month. And, you know, maybe odd jobs come up, maybe things come up that I wasn't expecting. Um, like sometimes I'll be working on my budget and then for that month I'll have a payment come in for a project I did um, a couple months prior and the check is now just being cleared to me, which happens a lot with a um, with casting agency that I work with. And um, yeah. Like, it's totally fine. Um, the payments always come, like whenever I work with that particular agency, I know that to expect the check two months after I do the project. So that really helps as well um, as far as, you know, planning ahead. And um, yeah, it's like really a nice thing to just have you know, a budget there to help me keep track of everything. And the other reason why I like electronic budgets, especially for people who maybe have fluctuating incomes, have different income sources, have varying income, um, you know, just things that can change a lot, is that you can just move things around so easily in Excel and on Google Sheets. It's like the best thing ever. Um, and I do a lot of like, I do, I move things around quite a bit. So it's really helpful. Whereas if I had a paper budget, that'd be a lot harder. So I'm a huge, huge advocate for an, um, an electronic budget. So that is sort of how I figure out what my budget is for the month ahead and sometimes even months in advance, depending on what I have lined up. Um, but yeah, it's sort of all about estimating, you know, what I anticipate will come in. And then what I can do from there is I sort of think about, okay, what am I doing this month? or next month. So for example, next month um, is my mom's birthday. So I know I'm gonna be spending some money there. Um, I'm taking a, um, a weekend trip to a cabin in Vermont. Well, I guess it's not a weekend trip, um, but I know that you know I'm gonna to have to pay some money as far as like tolls 
and um, like transportation costs are concerned. And by thinking about what you know you have coming up, whether that's like maybe a dinner to celebrate a graduation, um, someone's getting married, like um, two of my friends actually got married um, in the past month, which I didn't like one of them eloped. So no one really expected that. And the other one, her wedding was sort of like moved around because of COVID. And so she is actually getting married um, this month as well. And those were two things that I didn't budget for um, because I, doesn't, I wasn't really expecting them, um, especially the elopement because that just like surprised everyone. And I wasn't sure what was happening with my, um, with my friend's wedding. And then she decided to do like a small thing with like her family and like the bridal party. So um, I'm excited to be celebrating with her in person, but you know, back to your budget not really being perfect every month, like, you know, I had to factor that in. But if you know, and with um, things reopening, I have a feeling this will be a little bit easier moving forward as far as weddings are concerned. If you have a wedding, then maybe you, um, well, not maybe, but you know, if you're expecting to be giving a gift to someone, spending money on a gift, um, factoring that into your budget as well. So what you should do with your budget after you figured out your income is figure out your expenses and figure out the things that you know you're going to have to pay for. So you know you're going to have to pay for your rent, for groceries, for, you know, transportation costs. And then, you know, using my example for the month of June, um, I'm definitely going to have to be setting money aside for um, my mom's birthday gift and then also setting money aside for um uh setting money aside for um that trip that i'm taking towards the end of the month and yeah it's just one of those things where once you figure out how much you know what for sure you know you're gonna be spending money on you can sort of factor that into your budget and then once you take away all your expenses right so the things that you know, you have to pay to survive, then you can sort of look at your what you have remaining and you can put, um, you always want to put the money that you're saving for later, saving for retirement, saving for an emergency fund. You want to put that away first, right? So you want to put that away first. So you pay yourself first. And then after you do that, you can sort of look at your overall numbers and say, okay, well, I'm going to budget, I don't know, maybe like, $200 for um, this trip and then I'm gonna budget like $50 for a gift and so once you know that you have those numbers you can sort of subtract those numbers from your total um, after you've paid yourself so after you have put the money away in savings and then whatever number is remaining from that that sort of can be considered your discretionary money so I feel like it, when I talk about it in very abstract terms that, you know, it's a little challenging to sort of figure out because I'm a very much like I need to see numbers on the page, but it is something that can help. And it is something that has really helped me just get my finances together, um, especially since I deal with fluctuating income. It really helps um, with just knowing what my overall situation looks like and knowing that I am okay. And some examples that um, you know you could of things you could budget for as an artist. Maybe you have your union dues to pay. Um, you know, I know that actors, if they're in the union, have to pay their union dues. I think it's on a quarterly basis. I think I could be wrong because I'm not in the union, so I don't know for sure. But you know, um, accounting for those union dues. 
maybe you're going to have to do some traveling. And if the company is reimbursing you, that's awesome. Um, but maybe you're going to be driving to a location for a production shoot and maybe it's only, maybe they won't reimburse you. Like, who knows? There's so many things to take into consideration and to account for that I can't really, like, go over all of them. But I hope that I really just showed you guys, you know, the basis of budgeting and I got across the importance of it. Because um, one of the important things that I sort of talked about in the beginning that I'm going to do an entire different segment on um, or episode on for this segment is retirement, right? Because as much as we, as artists, I, I feel especially, you know, we love what we do, so we don't ever think about retiring. But, you know, that is something, you know, to just consider. Um, but again, I'll get that into that into a different episode entirely. Um, so yeah, guys, if anything, you should hopefully take away from this episode that budgeting is not a scary thing. It's a good thing. A budget is a plan. It is a tool to help you and it is a tool to help you use your money more effectively, efficiently, and just make sure that you are on the same page with your finances and you know what's going on with your finances as well. So guys, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I really love talking about personal finance, which is why I started this segment. I'm excited to be doing more episodes of it. If you are interested in getting started with learning how to budget um, as an artist with fluctuating income, I will link a free workbook um, down below. I made this a while ago and you can sort of go through the pages and it takes you through exercises. Well, not exercises, but it like shows you examples and then you can like actually write in the workbook like your own numbers. So that'll be linked below. Um, I am so excited that you guys are still hanging out with me and I would love to chat with you outside of the podcast. So please, um, yeah, let's chat over on Instagram. Um, I would love to talk with you guys over there. And it would also mean so much if you would comment, rate, subscribe to the podcast. And it really lets me know um, that you guys enjoy the content that I'm putting out. And before I go today, today's episode of the podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group, Empowering Artists in Business. If you're an artist of any kind looking to monetize your skills, come join the group. We have people in there already. And we're just a really good support system that I think every artist needs. So guys, thank you again so, so much for listening today, and I will see you in the next episode.